football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matchups in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, welcome in, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. It is a Christmas Eve edition of Three Dog Thursday. Great to have you with us as the Christmas holiday about to be upon us. Is that going to detour us, though, from picking underdogs in all of these bowl games in the NFL? Of course not. We're going to do that uh, here on this edition of the program Thanks for stopping by. I don't know if you're still doing some of your shopping, your last-minute stuff. Maybe your kids still have to go see Santa Claus. If you do, God help you on Christmas Eve, if that is the case. Good luck with all of that. I am merely your host, T.J. Reeves. We do have our expert this week, uh, Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper from Vegas Insider, with us. Wayne Curtis not able to be with us. Uh, he is not Scrooge. It is not Bah Humbug. Wayne is just not available on the Christmas Eve edition of the show. So Kevin Rogers is going to impart even more wisdom than usual on a on a uh, pre-Christmas edition of Three Dog Thursday. Uh, hey, hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Festivus to the rest of us. Um, how you feeling? Everything good? Yeah, good. It's a very, very uh, fun time of year right now. Very busy with all the football, with the final two weeks of the regular season of the NFL, and then going into the playoffs in a few weeks, and obviously all these bowl games that, that have sprung upon us that, you know, you have a couple on Christmas Eve, Christmas is off, and then Saturday's a loaded card, Sunday's off because of the NFL, and it really kicks into gear on Monday. And you know what? We're a week away from the two playoff games in college football, so that makes it even more fun that uh, we're having really meaningful college football. So it'll come really fast that starting on Monday, it'll really be a good time with these bowl games once you get to the, the, the better matchups and some of the more named teams. No doubt about that, and obviously on next week's final edition of this calendar year, we'll get more into those New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Six Bowl games, that they're calling them, including the playoff games, so we'll have fun with that. But I, I think there's about 27 other bowl games between now and then that we could possibly choose from. So why don't we do this? In this, the first segment, let's focus a little bit on college football. I know you've got a college football underdog that you like. I've actually got a couple of them that I like. And I, I get the sense that you and I are on opposite sides of the aisle. You know, usually in Congress, Kevin, they can agree on two things, pay raises, vacation time. Uh, you know, those are the kind of things they agree on. Uh, they get along also for the holidays, take time off for the holidays in Congress. We're on opposite sides of the aisle, like Congress, on the, on the Holiday Bowl with Cincinnati and San Diego State here on this. Uh, I like the Bearcats for Three Dog Thursday purposes out of the uh, American Conference in this matchup. I know you're going to go the opposite direction, so let's get into this a little bit. Tommy Tuberville and Cincinnati, they play a lot of wild games. They score a bunch of points. Uh, San Diego State won a couple of big games down the stretch of the season to help them get into a bowl game. So kind of size this matchup up a little bit, and we'll kind of go back and forth. Well, San Diego State started off pretty poor. They were one and three out of the gate, and you know, just a team you think, oh, you know, they're not going to be a threat to win the Mountain West. And obviously, a lot of those losses came during non-conference play. But then they picked it up once they got to Mountain West play, and they've been on fire since then. And you look at 
Cincinnati on the flip side that, uh, you know, you mentioned this, this wide open offense. They score a lot of points. Gunnar Keel, their quarterback, is not playing in this game. He's out due to personal matters, and we found that out about a week ago, so this isn't really a surprise. But then again, he got hurt earlier this year, I believe in the Memphis game, which was a high-scoring game, and their freshman quarterback, Hayden Moore, came yep. in, and he actually played very yep. well, and he, and he also beat Miami the following week on a Thursday night game. He threw for 500-something yards. So he's getting thrown in there, and, and this is not his first time around, so that's a positive for Cincinnati, but some of the negatives with them, uh, number one, this is a team that won back-to-back games just once this entire season, and they're coming off a win over East Carolina in their final game of the year. So very inconsistent up-and-down team. I look at Tommy Tuberville, and he's done great things at different programs, most notably at Auburn, and even making Cincinnati more relevant. But he's 0-2 in bowl games uh, in his short uh, tenure there with the Bearcats. So really they haven't played well in these bowl games, and, you know, I can't really trust Cincinnati's defense. Uh, you know, they have the ability to score. But on the flip side, it's a San Diego State team that defensively had 20 interceptions this year. They run the ball very well, and it's just hard to think that, you know, we're going to get a consistent effort from Cincinnati. Now, San Diego State is also on their back of quarterback, too, just to throw that out there. But this is a team that's playing very well, and I don't think that they're just happy with winning the Mountain West Championship, that they want to finish the season off really on a high note and kind of be, you know, that team to beat next year after Boise State put together a really good performance uh, in Wednesday's bowl, uh, you know, out in San Diego. So this Mountain West, you know, who it always seems like it was Boise's conference, now San Diego State's kind of making their name for themselves. I think they want to finish on a high note and uh, beat Cincinnati. Well, and there's a great running back, little known, uh, because there's a lot of other guys that piled up numbers this year. Donnell Pumphrey is his name for San Diego State that bo- that boisters your claim. I mean, look, I- I'm not going to sit here and tell you on Three Dog Thursday, Kevin, that Cincinnati's going to stop San Diego State very much. Their hope is that they outscore San Diego State in the end with Hayden Moore throwing the ball a bunch to those weapons. But, uh, you know, look, San Diego State can run the ball, can shorten the game uh, somewhat. I watched a lot of their game with Air Force and Humphrey is a power runner, ran for over 1,500 yards uh, this season. So that's that's kind of the matchup. That's the intrigue, your, uh, your Christmas Eve appetizer. And I just think the Bearcats, I know the American Conference took a couple of hits uh, earlier in the week in the bowl season with USF, South Florida out of Tampa, losing to Western Kentucky in a wild shootout game uh, down in Miami in the Miami Beach Bowl. And then, uh, what was it, Temple losing to Toledo, uh, in their bowl game matchup in Boca Raton, Florida, earlier in the week. So the American Conference has had a couple losses. Something just says to me in this game, Cincinnati plus the three will find a way to win with that high-powered offense. We will find out. So I'm taking them as an underdog. All right, you don't like that game as an underdog, but you do like a bowl game on Saturday for Three Dog Thursday purposes. And it is in Shreveport, Louisiana, in the Independence Bowl. So tell me more about this matchup. Well, and now we're talking about another American team with Tulsa, with the Golden Hurricane, that they're playing Frank Beamer's Virginia Tech Hokies as a large underdog. Both these teams are 6-6, six and six, and Virginia Tech's a two-touchdown favorite in Frank Beamer's finale. Now he's uh, retiring, and we knew about that a few weeks ago, and Virginia Tech has stepped up and played very well. That you know, Down the stretch, they won at Georgia Tech. They lost a tough game in overtime to North Carolina, but they covered that game. They came back late to tie it, go to overtime, and they ended up losing. And they ended up beating Virginia 
in the season finale. But, you know, I just look at this, this Hokie team that's not really that explosive. And Tulsa is a team that faced a lot of explosive offenses in the American. And they were 3-1 and one, uh, against the spread this year as a double-digit underdog. And you look at some of the teams – you know, that they lost to. They lost to Oklahoma, who's in the Final Four right now. They lost to Memphis, who was, you know, a very good team with a guy that in Paxton Lynch that could be a top two or three quarterback taken in the NFL draft. They also, I believe, lost to Houston, who has another explosive offense who's playing in the Peach Bowl. So these are really good offenses that Tulsa just couldn't stick with. And now you're getting 14 points against the Virginia Tech team, that really, over the years, tell me when they've ever been explosive offensively. We know that they're built on defense and special teams. And they're obviously you know, still a quality team, but I feel like this line is inflated simply because it's Frank Beamer's finale. And, you know, it's just asking too much now. It's one thing if you get Virginia Tech in an underdog role, okay, they're playing for the coach, but to have them lay two touchdowns against a Tulsa team that doesn't normally go to bowls that you would think not, not happy to be there, but would like to put together a good performance that I got to take the points here. It's just way too many. I think that Tulsa's faced much better offenses here and, you know, they, they've hung around with some of them, but Virginia Tech, I can't really see them blowing out Tulsa. Well, and I like this pick too. I, I'm not going to go with this one. I got another one. I like this pick uh, for them to hang in there and stay close enough to Virginia Tech. And I actually worked on TuneIn Radio, the Tulsa SMU game back on Halloween, October 31st, and saw this team firsthand in Dallas. Tulsa, we're talking about Dane Evans can throw the football. They've got an outstanding, huge receiver. Uh, Kieris Garrett is his name. I think they can hang in with Virginia. You may talk me into that as an underdog before the show is over this week on Three Dog Thursday, especially getting the 14 points. I, I like your pick there. I think the game I'm going to go with instead for college, again, as we pick three underdogs each, I've already taken one in college, I'm going to take one more. I like the Saturday game, the heart of Dallas Bowl, with Southern Miss and the Washington Huskies out of the Pac-12. Southern Miss... Uh, out of Conference USA, was the runner-up, lost the championship game to Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky. Southern Miss, an explosive offense. Uh, Kevin, in this game, Nick Mullins, the quarterback, threw for over 3,500 yards uh, and over 30 touchdowns this past season, is now number two on almost all of Southern Miss's all-time records throwing the ball. They have weapons at receiver. They got a two-head running back combination, Southern Miss. I, I worked that championship game with Western Kentucky. I think they can score. Are you going to try to talk me out of this? Because uh, clearly Washington has the bigger, more physical players probably out of the Pac-12. Should that shy me away from Southern Miss and taking the points against Washington in this game in Dallas on Saturday? I don't think so. Well, a couple things on this. One, Chris Peterson, the coach of Washington, the former coach at Boise State, that he has done well in bowls in his career. So that's one thing you could definitely give Washington. But also, you know, on the other side of things, that, you know, this is still a lot of points for, for this team to lay. And you look at how Washington finished the season, that they beat Washington State in the Apple Cup, where Washington State's quarterback, Luke Falk, got hurt. And I never like taking teams in these bowl games off of big wins, big rivalry wins. And you look at, like I just mentioned, Virginia Tech beating Virginia, that, you know, I kind of feel like that was their bowl game. That was their biggest game. And now you look at Southern Miss where they're coming off of the Conference USA Championship against Western Kentucky that they played well for a little bit. Then Western Kentucky just ended up beating them in the end. But, you know, I think that they don't want to finish the season on that down note. 
and getting this many points. And, yeah, Washington beat USC earlier this year, but they were a 17-point underdog in that game, and that was when USC really wasn't playing well. They had the Steve Sarkeesian issue, and he ended up getting fired after that game or a couple days after, so they kind of caught USC off guard. And Washington is a good team. They're good, but to lay this amount of points against Southern Miss, who I understand that Southern Miss is in Conference USA and they don't play the same competition as Washington does in the Pac-12, I just don't like taking teams coming off big wins in their biggest game of the season because it can only go downhill from there. I don't really think that you know you can be that motivated again playing a team that you really have no interest in facing like Southern Miss. So. I agree with you. I would take the points with Southern Miss. How about that? All right, so I will take the Golden Eagles, and again, that two-headed monster in the backfield for them, Jalen Richard, Ito Smith. They each rushed for 1,000 yards this year for Southern Miss. Again, the quarterback threw for 3,500, and they had two separate 1,000-yard rushers. So this team will spread you out. They will, they will put some points on the board. The question is, does Washington wear them down? That's what Western Kentucky did to them, Kevin. They wore them down, especially in the fourth quarter of that game. We'll see if Southern Miss hangs in. I believe they will. I'll take them as my second college underdog. All right, so let's do the math. Kevin Rogers of VegasInsider.com has one college underdog. That means he's got two coming up for the NFL. I've taken two college dogs. Which way will I go for the NFL? It's a Christmas Eve edition of Three Dog Thursday. We're going to pause here, come back and talk about the pro football games for this weekend. See what Kevin likes as the playoff implications abound. They're everywhere. Stay with with us as we roll on on Three Dog Thursday. College football fans, are you ready for the upcoming playoff? Well, certainly if you're Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, or the Big Ten champ, you're looking really good. You want to look even better? Well, then go to Smack Apparel and SmackApparel.com and get outfitted with the best in college theme in your face tees. Smack Apparel has got the Clemson party like it's 1981 shirts ready to go. That's the last time the Tigers won the championship. If you're a Bama fan, they've got those they only hate us because they ain't us shirts commemorating the 15 Alabama titles. You can yell Boomer Sooner for Oklahoma, Michigan State in Sparty Green, and Iowa Black and Gold depending on who wins that Big Ten title game. One thing is for sure, the best selection in your face shirts can be found at SmackApparel.com. And here's a great offer. Use the promo code TUNEIN15. You can buy one shirt and get the next one half off. Go to SmackApparel.com for the very best in college theme in your face shirts. It's SmackApparel.com and that promo code again, TUNEIN15. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Back in on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. And again, Kevin Rogers rejoins us, senior handicapper and writer on VegasInsider.com. We love his insight. Wayne Curtis not able to be here this week with the Christmas holiday. We're doing well. Uh, speaking of holidays, I, I wait a minute. I, I committed bowl game blasphemy on Christmas Eve. It is not the holiday bowl, Kevin. It is the Hawaii Bowl that is Christmas Eve with Cincinnati and San Diego State. we got to keep these bowl games straight. And, yeah, out in Hawaii, it's the Hawaii Bowl, not the holiday bowl that they play in San Diego. Yeah, the Holiday Bowl, which is normally, you know, you have the uh, the Pac-12 out there. So uh, I just heard that, and I glossed over it. And, uh, yes, the Hawaii Bowl, and I think they have the uh, apostrophe between the I, so it's Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. But 
the Hawaii Bowl, but uh, yes, yeah, so that should be. Uh, now we're correct, and now we're now we're all good. Hey, and I have been yeah. out there previously about ten years ago for a basketball tournament for the basketball tournament that Hawaii hosts uh, in Honolulu at the same time that the Hawaii Bowl is played, and they get pumped on the on the uh, the island of Oahu for that game. And uh, we'll see. I mean, Cincinnati and San Diego State will be playing in that game again. On Christmas Eve, if you're hearing Three Dog Thursday after that, you already know how wrong I am or maybe how right I was to take the Bearcats in the game on Thursday night. Uh, Kevin, by the way, likes Tulsa in the Saturday matchup with Virginia Tech in, in that bowl game, and I like Southern Miss getting points, getting eight and a half points, as a matter of fact, against the Washington Huskies. Jake Carrington, the outstanding freshman uh, quarterback uh, of, uh, of Washington. We'll see if that will continue uh, his trend, he played very well down the stretch of the season. Chris Peterson, as you were mentioning, they can run the ball a little bit. But I still like Southern Miss to hang in there. So those are our college ones. Let's move to the pros. Let's move to the uh, to the NFL uh, for this weekend. Uh, now, there's obviously a Christmas Eve game with the Raiders and the Chargers. Are you staying away from the Chargers on Three Dog Thursday for this weekend, Kevin? I'm just double-checking. I do not have the Chargers. You're staying away from that on, on uh, Christmas Eve. I'm actually I'm going with the Raiders in this game, right. and and yes, I know it's not three dog or it's not three favorite Thursday, but uh, I like Oakland simply because I mean they beat them last time. They beat them. It, it was an eight point game to close Killed out. them. Killed them. Yeah, they killed them. But, yeah, but Oakland was up big going to the fourth quarter, and San Diego had a couple mop up touchdowns in the uh, in the fourth quarter. I kind of feel like you know San Diego had that you know maybe their final home game. I mean, who knows with all this Los Angeles stuff, what's happening with the Rams and with the Chargers if they're going to move after this year? But San Diego put up a, you know a really good effort last week against Miami. Now, the only thing that San Diego really has in their corner is they've covered four straight as an underdog on the road, so you can give them that. But at the same time, you look at Oakland's last three home losses. Minnesota, Kansas City, Green Bay, all three teams probably going to the playoffs. So, you know, now you step down a bit in competition against a San Diego team that's just been beat up this year. Phillip Rivers had a great season, but besides that, their offensive line has been bad. They haven't played, you know, that well. And it's just hard to trust San Diego, you know. Granted, it's a short week. They're not traveling very far. But for Oakland, coming off this loss to Green Bay, they played a, a tough schedule, Oakland, and I, I like them this week as a favorite. All right, so this, again, is Three Dog Thursday. We're staying away from the Chargers in the Thursday night game. Let's go to the other games in the pros. There is a Saturday night game with Washington and Philadelphia. I think both of you, both you and I, are going to stay away from that game as well, even though that could ultimately help decide the NFC East, especially if the Redskins win that game. It all but guarantees them the NFC East, and what a story uh, that is. Uh, so we're staying away from uh, skins, you and I. Where are you going on Sunday in the NFL? Give me a, give me an underdog. What do you like? I feel like I've gone the last few weeks with you, TJ, and I've been fading the Carolina Panthers. You know, thinking they're going to lose one of these weeks, and I know you shouldn't really handicap that way, but you know something. At New Orleans, they didn't cover, and at the Giants, they didn't cover, and, and under you know with that big. I got to tell you, week. I got I got to interject. Last week, I was ready to text you and call you because the game was thirty-five to seven, and you had been preaching on Three Dog Thursday about the Giants, this, the Giants, that. 
but you got to let the games play out. I didn't contact you. I laid back, and good gracious, the Giants roared back and got the game tied. You believed in the Giants, or maybe you believed less in the Panthers last week, and it was a backdoor cover for you on Three Dog Thursday with the Giants last you know week. What? You know what, TJ? In the end, we're never going to see a blowout backdoor, wins or wins, losses or losses, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, and it worked out where, yeah, they were getting blown out. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot made with the Odell Beckham, you know, with, with, you know, with all the personal fouls. And then he had a couple touchdowns and, and played well. But uh, I, I just think this week with this Carolina-Atlanta game that, you know, these two teams just met. And the Falcons were just blown out at Carolina. They were shut out. The Panthers were dancing on the sidelines, taking pictures. They were happy. And I look at the Falcons where – you know, they start off the season 5-0. and they, they Maybe that record was misleading because they had a couple comeback victories, and then they fell back to earth. And they actually had nine consecutive ATS losses. And I didn't, I didn't play it on your, on, on, on your show last week. I did like them against Jacksonville. I thought that they were going to come through, and a lot of people were very high on Jacksonville after they blew out Indianapolis uh, the week before. But you look at Atlanta now, you know, do they have a little bit of momentum after beating Jacksonville? I don't know. But they return home, though, and we've seen that Carolina hasn't covered uh, the last few times as a road favorite. So I just think with the Falcons that, you know, this is the time where I don't think anybody's really expecting for Atlanta to play well here. And if you think about it, too, I don't even know if this means anything or not, but if you remember week 17 last year, Carolina went to Atlanta and won the NFC South championship. Now, obviously, yes. it's not the case here. Carolina's set. They're going to have home field, and they've won the division. So there's really not a lot to play for except for a perfect record. And Atlanta, I'm sure, didn't forget that, that they're not going to the playoffs. But I think they're thinking, you know what? They came into our building last year, won the division. Let's hand them their first loss. Who cares if we're not going to the playoffs? But let's not have them go undefeated, at least on our turf. So, I just think Atlanta there, that they have the weapons, they could compete with Carolina. i got to take the points with the Falcons. Well, and you make a good point that Carolina's last couple of road games at New Orleans and at the Giants, uh, they did not cover. They were losing in New Orleans in that entire fourth quarter before they won. They had to drive down and kick the game-winning field goal in the final seconds to beat the Giants. And you make a good point, too. Uh, they were humiliating on and off the field the Atlanta Falcons a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte. And the Falcons may remember that and have a lot of incentive to put the first loss on uh, on Carolina late in the year. We'll see. And they're, again, getting seven points on the VegasInsider.com uh, line in that one. Uh, all right, you like another underdog in the NFL. And this time you're going to go against the Seattle Seahawks. Real quick, what do you like? You know, you saw the St. Louis Rams last week, and oh, they, uh, they yeah. beat Tampa Bay. Yep. It, I, I know you were out there riding the parade, uh, riding the uh, the car to get this team to Los Angeles, <laughs> you know, the final game in St. Louis. I saw you out there at halftime. And, you know, I look at St. Louis and I say, all right, do they have enough here where they're coming off two nice home wins? I mean, they beat Detroit and, and Tampa Bay, who are not playoff teams. But they played well, and they have – an excellent running back for the future in Todd Gurley. And who knows, I mean, I'm not going to say Case Keenum's the future, but at least he's played well of late for the Rams. They've already beaten Seattle once, and that came way back in week one, and Cam Chancellor didn't play, and, you know, I get some of the circumstances were different, but the Rams definitely have confidence against Seattle. 
And now they're going out to Seattle where the Seahawks, they've got their stuff together now, all right? They had a bit of a shaky beginning, and now they're really playing well, and they're coming off a blowout of the Browns this past week, and Doug Baldwin's looked good, and Russell Wilson has Russell, been electric. Russell Wilson has played out of his mind, hasn't he, Kevin, these last five games? 19 touchdowns, no interceptions in the last five games. It gets no better than that, right? Well, well, also, too, if you want to make the connection, I saw someone put this out there on Twitter. I think before maybe the Cleveland game, um, I don't remember exactly which one, but they said since Marshawn Lynch has been out, look how well Russell Wilson has played. That yeah. they don't really need Marshawn Lynch. And obviously the Seahawks are a bit beat up because he's out, Rawls is out, he, he got hurt against the Ravens. So, you know, their running game, you know, is definitely taking a lot of hits of late. I just think that. Seattle with all these blowouts that, you know, for a St. Louis team that beat them once already, and Todd Gurley didn't even play in that game, in that week one uh, opener at home, because he was still rehabbing. So he didn't even play. So the Seahawks haven't even seen Todd Gurley yet. I just think you're getting value here at the Rams that, you know, they're playing well down the stretch. And, you know, sometimes with these teams, you know, you'd like to take them, you know, because you never know. For them, if they can win a few games or at least hang around, it gives them some positivity going into the offseason. And, you know, I don't know if people still think Jeff Fisher is a quality coach or not. But, you know, he wants to see this thing end well. And, you know, I don't think they'll go in there and beat Seattle, but I think that they could hang around and maybe lose by 10 or less. And, uh, you know, just getting 13.5 points with a team that's, that, that's playing well, and I guess Seattle's playing well too, that it's just hard really to pass up here. I think there's some value there in the Rams. It's voice of Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper and writer on VegasInsider.com. He's going to tell us more about Vegas Insider in just a second. Uh, taking uh, the St. Louis Rams as his second pro underdog for this weekend. And look, they've got Tavon Austin, explosive player, had a big game in the Thursday night win over my Buccaneers. I saw it at field level. He's got tremendous speed. Aaron Donald, fantastic defensive tackle, is going to disrupt things. I think they can keep it close. I'm not going to agree with you and take the Rams as mine, but I, I look at that and, and say, hmm, there might be something there on them keeping it close. I don't know that they win, but especially with Gurley's ability to run the ball, they might be able to keep it close in that game. I'm going to go for the Sunday night game uh, with the Giants at Minnesota and without Odell Beckham on the road. I'm kind of going with the Kevin Rogers philosophy here there where everybody would probably count this Giant team out off the hard luck loss to the Panthers. I'm going to take them and the points because this is a must-win situation trying to keep any hope that they have alive for the NFC East. I'm going to go Sunday night football. I think the Giants' defense will make a play or two, and they will win this game outright at Minnesota against the Vikings and damage the Vikings' hopes to win the NFC North, if not make the playoffs, period. I I like the Giants. You care to talk me out of that in 60 seconds or less? The only way I talk you out of it, I mean, I, I get your philosophy, and thank you for crediting me with uh, thinking that way. But you know my track record with the Vikings at home this year. I haven't been able to pick them right, either picking them or going against them. That's the only reason why I, I could talk you out of it. But that's my only reasoning. I could see the Giants hanging in this game just because now they're a dog. And, you know, for Minnesota, all the pressure's on them. They need to keep winning to get in the playoffs. I... I'm staying away just yeah. because of my Minnesota jinx at TCF Bank Stadium. Oh, yeah. And Adrian Peterson, again, is listed as probable midweek for this game. Sunday night had the ankle injury last week. Didn't do much after the ankle injury against the Bears. They didn't need him. Bridgewater threw all the touchdowns against the Bears last week. But I, I think the Giants, Eli Manning has still got weapons to throw the ball to. I think they will find a way to win this game with everybody counting them out. And I'll take those five 
and a half points. All right, so Kevin, we've been giving out lots of information in about 60 seconds here. Tell the fans again about VegasInsider.com and this big Christmas weekend and we head towards the bowl games. What all they can find out on VegasInsider.com. Go. Yeah, very busy time, TJ. The, the Christmas Day slate on Friday with the five NBA games. We have full coverage of that. And obviously week 16 of the NFL, very big. And our Bowl Central continues to heat up with all the Bulls on Saturday and then starting on Monday, as I mentioned before. Then we got a big week of Bulls. We're a week away from the college football playoff with the four teams playing for the national championship. So just a lot of things going on right now at VegasInsider.com. If you want to end your 2015 on a winning note, you can check us out at VegasInsider.com or check us out on Twitter at TwitBI. And again, Kevin Rogers does a great job on Three Dog Thursday with us. He did double duty this week. Again, we hope to have Wayne back next week on the final show of the year. Uh, Wayne Curtis of SmackApparel.com. But Kevin's done a great job with us all season long. We're going to rock right on into next week with a New Year's Eve edition of Three Dog Thursday. Again, Kevin going in college with the Tulsa Golden Hurricane and the Independence Bowl getting 14 points against Virginia Tech. I've got the Hawaii Bowl with Cincinnati on Christmas Eve. Now, you may already be listening to this knowing that I'm blown up, but I took the Cincinnati Bearcats uh, in Hawaii for that matchup. I also like Southern Miss on Saturday in Dallas, the heart of Dallas Bowl against Washington Huskies. I may have said Jake Carrington earlier in the show. Jake Browning is the quarterback at Washington, by the way. Um, and then on, in the NFL this weekend, we all went with Sunday picks. You took the Falcons and the Rams as underdogs, and I took the New York Giants as underdogs. So there are Underdogs for Three Dog Thursday. Kevin, great job. Merry Christmas to you, your family, everybody with VegasInsider.com. We'll be talking to you one final time next week uh, in 2015 for the New Year's Eve edition of Three Dog Thursday. Good luck with the dogs, and we encourage everybody to go to VegasInsider.com. All right, TJ. Thanks again. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you next week. And there he goes, Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com. Thanks so much, Kevin. Again, Wayne Curtis, due to be back with us next week for the final show of the year before we ring in the new year with all those college bowl games. You can go to SmackApparel.com for the best in in-your-face themed shirts, college and pro. I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy all the football this weekend. We thank you for being with us on Three Dog Thursday. You can go to 3 Thursday.com to find out more about the show. Follow us on Twitter at 3 Thursday. Enjoy all the games. We'll talk to you next week.